Penn State's Jahan Dotson is currently wide receiver seven in rookie drafts. Is that too low? We'll discuss that and so much more on this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Don't forget to give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. And of course, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your fantasy football podcast because we are coming fast and strong and we are having our rookie reviews today. We're going to talk about Penn State wide receiver Jahan Dotson. Very excited. Uh, Now that we're kind of pushing some of these very dramatic news news bits aside for the NFL, we can finally talk about this incoming class. Yes, finally. And we're going to talk about Jahan Dotson. We're going to talk about where he fits in in terms of your dynasty ranks. What's his upside look like? Uh, but before we do that, we want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Kate, this has been an episode about a month in the making. Uh, let's start with Jahan Dodson, Penn State wide receiver. Again, currently wide receiver seven in your rookie drafts behind guys like George Pickens, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams. Uh, what did you see in the player and how should we rank him going forward? Jahan Dotson is kind of a very, uh, like an enigma for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and I think this is kind of what everybody is struggling with. So right now, uh, he does fall as my wide receiver seven. So right, right there within consensus, uh, you had him come out of the, the, realm here with a 44% dominator rating that ranks 90th percentile among wide receivers. He had his best season in 2021, 1182 receiving yards. He's a solid route runner, um, but he's small. And Mm -hmm. that I think is what is going to give his draft stock a quick punch to the gut. Five, 10, five, eighths inches in 178 pounds that's a small build for a guy that is typically played on the outside as an outside receiver. He didn't play a ton out of the slot, but he has the build of a slot. And that is my concern heading into the NFL draft. Will teams draft him to be a slot wide receiver? Cause I don't know that his skill set is necessarily that of a slot receiver. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think he's more of an outside receiver, but he's small. So the cop that we've seen a lot is Tyler Lockett, right? Can he be Tyler Lockett in the NFL? I don't know. I think that's probably a little bit of a stretch. And we've also seen him comp to Emmanuel Sanders, but Emmanuel Sanders did a lot of his work in the slot, but he could also play on the outside. I got a comp that's maybe a little bit near and dear to your heart. What about Deontay Johnson? That's I think very similar in terms of size. I think he's probably a little bit faster than Deontay, not overly dynamic after the catch, but they get open and just about, you know, they make almost every single catch. Um, I, I feel like that's the range of, like you know, players we're talking about here. Tyler Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, and Manuel Sanders. That's the upside. I, I think that's the upside, but, but definitely kind of interesting. Like, I think 
uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, definitely like you look at him and they think you think maybe he'd fit well in the slot, but does play outside. And maybe that's what Jahan Dotson is going to do. Um, you know, the, the issue is just, I, I don't think he has a ton of, of upside in terms of his, his yards after the catch. Yeah, um, and that's like, that's where you're going to make your money as a slot receiver. Uh, you know, I, I don't, that's where I'm stuck Marcus. Cause I think that NFL teams are going to have the same concerns. Can he play out of the slot? Cause I mean, do you think he will? will in the how NFL? many, how many wide receivers of his size truly play as outside wide receivers in the yeah. NFL? Not many. So are you, you know, before the draft a month out, are you projecting him to be a slot receiver in the next level? Yes. Okay. Is that a good or a bad thing for you? That is a bad thing for me. I I, I don't know if it necessarily is a bad thing for me. I, I mean, I, if he's in the right scheme playing in the slot, I think he could put up some huge numbers. So here's the thing. Uh, do I think he has good enough hands to play out of the slot and just like be a, solid possession wide receiver absolutely but it comes back to uh his yards after the catch ability in the 2021 season his best season by far among wide receivers with 100 targets ranked 30th in yards after the catch per reception it just you know it's not he he didn't stand out there he's a solid route runner um you know he he's not overly speedy um, but I do think he's able to create separation with some of his shiftiness, which which should translate. I'm just I'm I'm thinking that I like all of the things that I'm struggling with are going to be things that NFL teams struggle with, and that could impact his draft stock, especially in a class where we have a lot of really solid wide receivers sure. at the top end of this draft. The reason why it doesn't bother me that much is because. You and I, and I know Michelle as well, we all liked Elijah Moore last year, who was smaller and lighter, and he primarily played in the slot last year. And I'm looking at Dynasty ranks right now, and he's wide receiver 21. I am I think they're very similar in, in terms of prospects, and we still love Elijah Moore. So why couldn't Dawson be a similar type of player there in the slot? Uh, now, refresh my memory. I'm pulling this up now here. Uh, Elijah Moore, was he playing much, uh, or was he playing primarily as the outside wide receiver, uh, back in Ole Miss? No, he played almost exclusively the slot in college. See, and that's, that's the, that's the thing that scares me. So it's not necessarily about projecting a slot wide receiver in it, it like in your dynasty ranking slot wide receivers can be pure money. Yes, for Connor Renfro is a good example, right? Yes, like just because of their upside as like chain movers, especially in PPR leagues, slot receivers are money because those are the guys that, uh, you know, you're going to look to uh, help you move the chain uh, and, and advance. And like these are just your solid possession wide receivers. That's good. But my concern comes from the fact that I do think he's going to be pigeonholed into the slot role. And I don't think that's where he's overly successful. I think where he makes his money is on the outside, but you need to find an NFL team that is willing to put a small bodied wide receiver and allow him to play on the outside. Cause I, I do think that's where he's most successful. Like he just, he doesn't 
play in the same way that his size should tell you he should. And that's a, a really good segue to talking about which teams are likely to draft Jahan Dotson. Uh, and we actually have a really nice tool from Pro Football Focus. You can look at uh, on their draft simulator to see which teams are selecting players the most frequently in mock drafts. Uh, we'll get to that in just one second. But I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better, thanks to Built Bar. And it's not hard because Built Bars just taste so good. Most Built Bars only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. But they have 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your favorite candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Plus, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. They've got so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and they have new flavors coming out all the time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's talk about landing spots. Uh, there are a couple teams in this draft, Kate, that have late first-round picks, multiple late first-round picks that need wide receivers. We can start with the Packers. I believe it's pick 22 and 28 for the Packers. Uh, would you like to see him in Green Bay playing on the outside or maybe in the slot? I think this is a fine fit, but I'm going to be honest. I, with the cream of the crop, I have a hard time believing that Jahan, Jahan Dotson sneaks into the first round here. So okay. all of my projections, I'm looking into the second to mid-second. Mm. So, so you're a little bit lower on the, and I think what draft Twitter is maybe. I, I think, I think I probably am. And I'm, I'm kind of, uh, kind of surprised by that. Honestly, yeah. I, I, interesting. All right, let's, let's go to the next one. Uh, the chiefs are drafting in on according to pro football folks, this mock draft simulator, Jahan Dotson at like a 19% rate, which is incredibly high. The Chiefs have no problem playing smaller receivers on the outside with Tyreek Hill, we saw before, Michael Hardman. Do you like that fit? I do like that fit. Uh, you know, it comes down to uh, the offense, the quarterback, uh, and their ability to use wide receivers in less conventional ways. Um, I think that sort of open-mindedness is what's going to be, you know, kind of crucial to Jahan Dotson finding a suitable role that fits with his skill set. Um, you know, it's kind of like these NFL teams when they built, uh, you know, the the Baltimore Ravens, when they sort of restructure their entire offense to fit the mm -hmm. skill set of Lamar Jackson. Do you have to do that for your wide receiver? No, but adjust your game plan in a way that gets him involved in a way that suits his skill sets. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are a good team and they will do that. All right, let's go through some second round teams that might have some interest here. Uh, Detroit at 34, they have uh, Amon Ross St. Brown in the slot. They did sign DJ Chark to a one-year deal. I'm going to go ahead and assume you don't love that fit there. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, like, I, I just, I, I don't think, uh, I mean, I think there are enough needs that they can probably avoid wide receiver while they're in this built rebuild. I don't like this range necessarily for them to take a wide receiver. Yep. I, I, I think you either need to go uh, cream of the crop at the top or 
maybe wait a little bit. I just don't think this is a great range for them. Uh, it just in terms of their actual needs, but as we fall down the mix a little bit, like, yes, what about Chicago? Like we look at, right. That's, that's an interesting fit for me. Justin Fields, get him some weapons. They don't have really anybody, uh, you know, that's going to be their solid outside receiver. Uh, I, I think this could be a great fit for him in terms of the team needs, but also, um, you know, I think he's a, a solid wide receiver that can, um, you know, just find that rhythm with your quarterback and, yep. and make Justin Fields take it to the next level. See, this is one of my favorites because they do have Darnell Mooney on the outside, who is your deep ball guy, right? And Dotson can kind of float in between an outside receiver and the slot, depending on how many receivers you have on the field, right? If it's two, he plays on the outside. If it's three, he moves into the slot. I think this is a great fit. I think it's somebody who can get open quickly. That's like one of the ideal picks Chicago should have at 39. Another one that we should mention is the uh, Atlanta Falcons at 43. I don't know, Kate, if you've looked at their receiving core lately, uh, but you and it's I might be, able to get, we might be able to get some playing time on that team this year if we try <laughs> it out. Uh, who knows who the quarterback's going to be? Looks like probably Marcus Mariota, but even though there's a big absence of targets available for somebody in Atlanta, we don't really love that fit long-term, do we? No, and I think it also stems back just to the, the questions about this offense and what, like, what is this team looking for? What does this team project as moving forward? There are too many moving pieces, I think, to really understand yeah. what this offense is going to look like. Um, I don't think it'd be ideal for fantasy. I, I think... I, you know, I want Jahan Dotson to go to a quarterback that can deliver a ball. Um, and I got a perfect fit for you. Can I give okay. you one more perfect fit? Let's hear it. This is, I think, the slowest offense in the NFL right now. And while Dotson's not a burner, he's certainly not slow. They, But he's somebody who can stretch the field a little bit. What about Dotson to the Saints? Uh, the Saints desperately need another receiver that can stretch the field. Michael Thomas is coming back. Adam Troutman is slow. Uh, what do you think about Dotson middle of the second round to the Saints? I think that'd be a really fun fit, especially yeah. with the extension they just signed uh, with Jameis Winston. They've got him under wraps for two more years. We know he can throw a ball and we know he's willing to take, take chances down the field. Uh, that could be a really uh, high upside fit. I think for Jahan Dotson, I really like that. Just, uh, in terms of his opportunity, because you know he's he's definitely got it. And I mean Michael Thomas, he they already got their slot ride receiver. We're gonna we're gonna play Jahan Dotson on the outside. Yeah, I think it I think it makes total sense. So let's just uh, wrap up Jahan Dotson by talking about where he's going uh, in dynasty drafts right now. Currently wide receiver seven, uh, which I I think people might be surprised is a little low. Uh, somebody like George Pickens, who's routinely going after him in actual NFL mock drafts. Uh, behind him is David Bell, Christian Watson, Sky Moore. Do you think wide receiver seven is about the right spot for him? He's sitting at my wide receiver wide receiver seven spot, um, just behind Sky Moore. Uh, I've got Chris Olave as my wide receiver four, which is probably a little low for consensus. Mm -hmm. Jamison Williams, uh, Sky Moore, and then we've got Jahan Dotson at seven. 
I think this feels about right. And I like, and I hate to be the size person, but when I'm looking at these other wide receivers, I think he'd probably be a little bit higher in my ranks if he did have just a little bit more build to him. Sure. If he were just a little bit bigger. If he was six foot 190, he'd be in, right? He'd probably be uh, up there wide receiver five range. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think wide receiver seven feels about right. I think it's a good value. Uh, I think if you're getting him late first round, early second round of your, of your rookie drafts, uh, I think you're going to get somebody with a wide receiver three potential, you know, right away, maybe eventually wide receiver two in the right offense, but overall good player, maybe not a first round player in the NFL draft, but somebody whose range is probably pick. I don't know. Kate, what do you think? 28 to 50 somewhere around there. That's where I have him projected for sure. Okay. Uh, okay. There you go. That's our Jahan Dotson preview. 17 minutes of Jahan Dotson. Uh, <laughs> hope you guys enjoy. Uh, we're going to do some more NFL news uh, from some stuff that happened over the weekend. But before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about a brand new product called Athletic Greens. Uh, Athletic Greens is a product that I've used every single day over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and I absolutely love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It is kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to, to having every single morning with a big glass of water. So what is this stuff? It's with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're getting 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals to help you start your day, right? It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your coffee or your cold brew habit. And in fact, it's cheaper than buying all of these different supplements yourself. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily neutral uh, nutritional insurance. All right, Kate, let's uh, let's get to some news. Ronald Jones in the news once again, signs with the Kansas City Chiefs on a one-year $5 million deal. Uh, does this significantly hurt Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's dynasty stock? I don't think so. Uh, like, I'm I'm not overly concerned. I think this is a nice prove-it deal for Ronald Jones. But the thing about Ronald Jones, and this has been the thing that has played him, plagued him throughout his entire career, is that he does not fit that bill as a pass catching running back. And the signing kind of stumped me as soon as I saw the headline, because the chiefs like their pass catching running backs like that. It, yep. it didn't seem to be a great fit. And I mean, we obviously know Clyde Edwards, Alaire. I don't think he's been utilized heavily enough in that role, but just a really puzzling signing for me all in all uh, when you're looking at, Clyde Edwards Alaire and what what he profiles as. The Chiefs love speed, Kate. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. And Ronald Jones has speed. And he might be their new and improved version of Darrell Williams, who actually we saw play pretty well last season when he was he in the He played excellently yeah. and he has more diverse diversity as a pass catching running back. So like it, it really just comes to obviously he's flashy, he's sweet, he's he can break away, but can he catch a ball? I think you lose that entire dynamic there with Ronald Jones. Like I don't disagree. 
I, it's an interesting one. Why spend five million on that player when if you just wait until after the draft, you can get a very similar player for fraction a, a fraction of that. I I don't get it. He's um, one dimensional. Could he uh, be one of these guys that? Uh, maybe is a bigger asset in like a best ball league. I think if he's going to make money in this offense, it's probably going to come with touchdowns, breakaway runs. Um, so this is a player that I'm much more inclined to get in, into my best ball drafts rather than a weekly flex. Uh, all right. Next bit of news. Jarvis Landry fired his agent because he wants $20 million per year on the open market. That's the news right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want $20 million as well. There you go. Me too. Me too. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to fire my agent too. Uh, I'm just going to get in on this. Yeah. I mean, I like, li- I like my agent. Shout out to Jamie. Uh, I'm not going to fire you, but $20 million I, to you would be nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand here what, um, it, like, I don't know if Landry kind of thought maybe with the current market and the way that we've seen these wide receivers earning money that, you know, maybe he had some leverage, but, I mean, just historically, he hasn't been healthy. We haven't seen him crack that 1,000 receiving yard mark since 2019. I don't, I don't think he's going to get what he's looking for. Um, no, I, I don't think so either. I, it seems like the Kate, this is going to be a signing that happens after the draft, right? Some team isn't able to land a receiver. And all of a sudden we get a Jarvis Landry signing in May or June or July when he's a little healthier. Uh, I think that's probably what's going to happen here. Uh, last one I, want, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, Stefan Diggs, some cryptic tweets over the last couple of days. I get a sense that he's not super happy about his contract. His brother, Trevon Diggs, uh, said he's always wanted to play with his brother. I uh, mean that maybe the Cowboys are interested in uh, – uh, maybe making a trade. Do you see the Bills moving on from Stefan Diggs? Is this is this just wild speculation by his brother? I think this is wild speculation. I, like, I don't understand any universe where he would go to uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't understand. Like, I, I, I think maybe this is just, you know, just a little bit of uh, like, hey, hey, I'm looking for more money here. Um, you know, create a little bit of that drama so that, you know, you uh, indirectly nudge the team and say, I'm looking for more money. I think I deserve more money. I don't think this is an actual indication of what's to come. But then again, we've been surprised this offseason. I didn't think that Tyreek Hill would be on the move. I thought this, I thought that's what Tyreek Hill was doing. And it turns out, it wasn't. Uh, he was actually on the move. So uh, just a, a very, I very don't see interesting. Uh, and Marcus, we did get one piece of breaking news. Uh, the the Detroit Lions will officially be featured as the Hard Knocks team in 2022. Gut reaction. Yay, more Jared Goff, right? We had Hard Knocks with Jared Goff a couple of years ago at the Rams, and it was not exciting at all. So Dan Campbell, though, oh my gosh, he's going to. Yeah, no, he, that's going to be the only thing. It's going to be fun. I just can't wait to see Dan Campbell's Starbucks order every single last show. That's that's all it is. He's got. Two I want to see him shotgun his uh, entire order. That that's that's it. Um, 
<laughs> what's what stars are we excited to see about for the Lions? I mean, are DeAndre Swift? I mean, is it gonna be? I feel like he'll be a quiet bird. I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I think it's gonna be the Dan Campbell show because I don't think anybody else. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Do you have any other strong personalities mm, there? I feel like you no. don't really have any hugely dominant. I, I, I don't again, know. Nothing's going to top <laughs> last year. Jerry Jones putting extra salt on his uh, bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. That's that's yeah. the top of the hard knocks. I, I don't know. This one shout doesn't excite McDonald's. me. Yeah. yeah, shout out to McDonald's. <laughs> uh, former sponsor of the Lockdown Dynasty football podcast. So, uh, All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got through the show without making a single Will Smith, Chris Rock joke. Uh, congratulations, Oscar. I know. We'll try better the next time. Uh, all right, follow the show uh, wherever you get your podcast. You can check us out on YouTube at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody.